Welcome back, everyone. I am so excited to welcome our new listeners and our returning listeners to the Becoming Immune Confident podcast. My name is Dr. Kara Wada. I'm a board-certified pediatric and adult allergy, immunology, lifestyle medicine physician, and Sjogren's autoimmune patient. And I am so excited and honored to welcome a special guest today, Suzanne Solomon, who is an award-winning PharmD, so doctorate in pharmacy. She's a professor, an author, and an appointed member of the New Jersey Board of Health. She has authored over 100 peer-reviewed publications and is a speaker and medical contributor on various pharmacy topics. She's host of the Coffee with Susie, part of MJH Studios, and Susie has been featured on the cover of 201 Health Magazine and has appeared on ABC 7NY. She's been quoted in New York Times Magazine, Crane's Chicago Business Magazine, Time Out Chicago, and The Daily Voice. And she's been a guest on numerous podcasts. So pleased she's here today. Suzanne is the founder of the largest organization of pharmacists in the world and founder of the Women Pharmacists Day. And we are really excited today to talk a lot about the role of vaccines as adults, which is so important. Anytime patients ask me, what can I do to boost my immune system? The first and foremost thing we talk about is getting this vaccine. So we're going to talk all about that. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule, Susie, to join us and to talk today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and to talk about this topic because I think it is so important. So maybe you can begin just by sharing how did you end up where you are now doing what you're doing? Sure. So I am a pharmacist by training and I worked in various areas within pharmacy, but ultimately back in 2017, I founded the Pharmacist Moms Group, which really just offered support to pharmacists and moms in the community. There wasn't a group prior that really focused on women in pharmacy, even though two thirds of pharmacy graduates right now are women. So it was something really near and dear to me. I founded the group back in 2017 and pretty much doing a lot of that full-time right now in taking care of a lot of issues that women face in pharmacy. I would imagine that there is significant overlap in some of those issues that y'all are dealing with compared to this mama doc on the medical doctor side of things too. Exactly. Probably very similar. So much um, potential for burnout and, and just burning the candle on all the sides uh, that can be so tricky. Yeah, definitely. It's funny because we go from talking professionally to just talking about what's the best bathing suit that everyone recommends. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it becomes the bathing suit for all the pharmacist moms. So yeah. We've had similar trends go with, with some hot items on Amazon. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, exactly. Super funny. But also I think just in a lot of ways reminds us that we're all human and have the struggles that any of us would have. And I know one of the things that I've struggled with so much is putting my own health first and foremost, or not even first or foremost, but actually just keeping it like anywhere on the agenda. And preventative health is one of those things that so easily sometimes can get lost in the mix. So I would love to learn and talk more about some updates as it comes to recommendations for our health, our preventative health, especially in the way of vaccines in the last few years. 
I would love if you could share with us what those are. Being outside of primary care now for, oh goodness, I don't even want to talk. I'm coming up on my 10-year research. So I have my neuro areas that I focus on with vaccines with my immune deficiency evaluations, but there's a lot more to it now and a lot more that's available for us to protect ourselves. Definitely. I think you touched on a really important topic just for women in general, and there's a lot of studies to show that the lack of preventative care that we do, especially during motherhood or as women, just neglecting our routine checkups or any type of preventative care that can lead to undetected health issues. So I think it's really important that we prioritize these regular appointments, including vaccinations for ourselves, not just for our children. So one of the biggest things that recently came out is that we need to really educate patients and moms and including ourselves, healthcare providers about the hepatitis B and the benefits of adult vaccination to really let people know and become more aware with the CDC recommendation that adults between 19 to 59 need to get vaccinated against hepatitis B. And I think brings into question a lot to a lot of people, because I think that if you're born after 1991, it was standard of cure. But if you're born prior to 1991, it really wasn't. And all of a sudden it's where are my records and how do I know if I was vaccinated or not? And I think that's something else we don't do that great with as women. We're great with keeping track of our children's medical records. All of a sudden it's how did I, what happened with that test result and where can I get that information? And I think that's really important. So I really would like to encourage everyone to look into happy catch up com and they can learn more information about just getting vaccinated and updating themselves at, for adults. And this is something, like you mentioned, I know with each of my three kiddos, they get that first hepatitis B shot before they typically even leave the hospital. And then they're on that track. But as an elder millennial, like that wasn't something that was offered to us when we were growing up because it, it wasn't part of the deal. Maybe we can talk a little bit about what is hepatitis B and why is it important that we prevent it? Yeah, definitely. I think it's important to know with hepatitis C, the most important thing to note is that it is completely prevented if you vaccinate. So I think that's the key really is that with a lot of diseases, if you do vaccinate against it, that it is important that you could prevent it. And that's the information that I'm really focused on getting the message out on. Yeah. And I'll just kind of add a little, a little backstory context for anyone who maybe is newer to listening to the podcast. I had my own little brush with liver injury, and this would have been fall of 2019. I ended up with an acute hepatitis. So hepatitis on its own means inflammation of the liver. And that can be caused by all sorts of different things. The one thing that they checked for first and foremost was, did I have evidence that I had protection against hepatitis B. Um, and then they also looked for any signs or symptoms or other lab markers that would be suggestive of viral hepatitis, which thankfully none of those were the issue. And ended up being an effect from a supplement I was taking, which we can talk about at another day. Uh, but when you hear the words like hepatitis A, B, or C, those are all viral causes of liver inflammation. And we have vaccines, really good, safe vaccines for hepatitis B, as we're talking about today, but also hepatitis A. And if you can prevent any of these potential causes of significant liver injury and really long-term scarring of the liver, 
Yeah, it's critical. I think the other big thing, and I appreciate you sharing your story too, is that I think people should be aware that it's actually a hundred times more infectious than HIV. So it's a very highly infectious virus that, and most people are unaware of their infections. So it can unknowingly spread to other people and that there are many people living with chronic hep B and one in four of those people will die from liver failure or cancer. You know, it's, it is something serious and to take seriously. And this is a vaccine that has been around for quite some time and has been essentially mandatory for healthcare professionals for many years. So we have good safety record and data behind it. I think that's one of the things certainly that's come up in conversation and especially in the last few years. (laughs) Because we look through, this is one that we really do. And I will, in the office, it's not uncommon for me to see patients come in maybe with concerns about a bad reaction or adverse reaction to the flu vaccine or even COVID vaccine or somebody's even asked the question, am I allergic to this? I can't remember ever seeing anyone come in having had issues with the hepatitis B vaccine. Yeah, exactly. It's been around. And years ago, I actually did the three vaccine because I took this when I was in college. I was born before 1991, so I missed it being born in the 80s. So for me, I had to take it later. But now what's great is this Hepless B vaccine is around and you actually can get two doses just within one month and then you're covered. So it really is convenient for anyone on a busy schedule. You don't have to schedule the one, one month, and then the next month, and then a few months later. What's great about the Hepless B vaccine is that you get it all done within a month, and then you're all set to go. And I love that you're talking about the other vaccines, because I do think there has been, at least even from the pharmacy perspective, a lot of hesitation and a lot of concern about vaccines in general. And I think that right now there's around six vaccines, I believe that the CDC recommends for adults, which are the tetanus, the Tdap, shingles, pneumonia, flu, COVID, and now hepatitis B. And I think because of the last few years, that's clouded, but we do know hepatitis B has been, people have been getting vaccinated for many years and it's important to just catch up anyone who did not receive that vaccine prior to being born to 91. Absolutely. As you listed off those other ones, there have been these big pushes, like for instance, especially if we are talking about being women in these mom groups, tetanus or Tdap is given now during pregnancy, most often during that third trimester to help baby have some, we call passive immunity. So the mama can pass on antibodies through the placenta to the baby to help protect them from whooping cough before they get their vaccines. So that one, as mamas, we tend to have as built into our, the care we're getting. There have been big pushes and awareness with the flu vaccine and COVID certainly last few years, but hepatitis B has been this one that has really kind of forgotten about. So this is, I think, great conversation to have to remind us and just bring about this awareness that this is something that is totally preventable you really don't want to get it. And it's easy. Yeah, definitely easy. They can visit the pharmacy to get the vaccine or they're even on the website, hepbcatchup.com. They can actually find a pharmacy near them or where to get vaccinated against hepatitis B. But I definitely think this one is one that I would just encourage everyone. It's a kind of a no-brainer. We know that this has been done for years and that we want to encourage everyone to do this. Again, I think 
we neglect our own self-care as parents. So it's just really common for us to prioritize our kids' health and everyone else. You take care of your, your parents. You take care of your children when we're in that age group where we need to, again, focus on prioritizing ourselves and maintaining our own health when it's important and rather than just waiting. There's this saying that I recall my parents saying time and time again, and I repeated ad nauseum, but an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And I would say in this case, it's like that little bit of prevention is like a very small amount of effort and input for a huge payoff when you think about the potentials. I, I just remember some of the sickest patients I encountered as a resident in ICU were those patients with liver failure and certainly hepatitis B played in in a couple of those cases as well. Definitely. I actually have a vision of my rotation, same thing in the ICU yeah. when I was a student and just the blood and just it, this yeah. vision can't actually, and it's been many years and it's still in my brain from seeing someone dying from hepatitis. Yeah. And I have to say that was one of the scariest things. Yeah. Yeah. So that is very scary. And especially yeah. coming that it came from a supplement. So it's important to take care of our liver and to know what's happening and what's going yeah. on. So I can only imagine if that happened to you, that just seems, yeah. It is extra conscientious. <laughs> so if someone is going to be the catch up happy website, which we will have linked in our show notes, and they're looking, they find the pharmacy, they maybe they make an appointment or it says that they're able to walk in. Is this something that typically is going to covered by insurance? Well, definitely. It should be covered by their insurance. So that would be the easy part. Yeah. yeah. I think that's something that always comes up, right? That they're one of my pet peeves, despite being totally immersed in this industry and healthcare system, is the lack of transparency. Sometimes in cost is just frustrating. So it's really nice to know that with this new recommendation with it essentially being recommended that then opens up that health insurance will cover it, which is awesome. Yeah. Which is so important for a lot of people. It's obviously very based on your insurance provider and based on where you live, but overall there is coverage. preventative care is so important. And I think there's a big push for it, even among insurance companies now to ensure that patients are going out and getting the appropriate preventative care because it is so important for preventing all these diseases. Absolutely. This is a little bit adjacent and we don't have studies. I don't think they were specifically done in the hepatitis B vaccine, but we know that good sleep and nutrition and those sorts of things can improve your response to vaccines too. So we're thinking about you know, all these things to boost our immune system, to our ballot, to make the most of what we have available to us. That's another vote for filling our incomes. We get a lot of those questions though, even as pharmacists too, we get those questions. How can I improve my response to the vaccine? Because I want to get the vaccine, but then I don't want in two years to go measure and I have nothing there. So I think it really is important for patients to look at that really just maintaining a healthy lifestyle as you're talking about sleeping and all of that is critical eating, eating your balanced diet that we all strive to attain will definitely help with your body's response. And I think even stress management, all of that really helps your immune system. So I think yeah. all of, they all go hand in hand. Yeah. We're all one human being. Exactly. Amazing how that's the case. So I think at any age, we need to do this. And definitely during those years, the 19 to 59 is when we're just all over. 
So I think yes. it's different. Rest, sleep, as you mentioned, is critical too for our immune yeah. system. It's not easy to prioritize yourself. But what I've increasingly realized is that not only am I a better mom, but I'm also modeling that behavior for my kids too. And hopefully then they'll be able to understand the need that they need to take care of themselves as well. Definitely. I think that's so important. And I've had to learn that the hard way. I think initially we have all this guilt and feeling bad. And even with taking care of parents or my grandmother is actually still alive and just feeling those burdens as well, because you're taking care of everyone and it can be really stressful. But I think prioritizing our own well-being, as you just said, is super important for not just us, but also when I see my kids looking up to me, I want to model the behavior that I don't want them to just constantly be on the go and taking care of themselves. And I think a lot of us rely nowadays with even just the internet on, I see a lot of patients relying on self-diagnosis or self-medication and just relying on these internet searches that, that can actually lead to inaccurate or improper treatment. So I think it's really important to not rely only on just your Google search, but really go out there and talk to someone. I don't know if you see a lot of that as well. Yes. But then also the counter to in a system that so often now is prioritizing speed and efficiency <laughs> over like that human to human connection, that sometimes it's hard for folks to feel like they've been heard. And what they have going on is actually being believed and listened to seriously. Uh, so yeah. that's the other half of it too. I think for some folks, they've tried at certain moments. They've come to this point of, hey, I'm going to actually take care of myself and make that appointment and have this 10-minute visit. That's why I think it is important. You yes. have to be your own advocate and you are the one who knows your body best. So I think that's critical. And I think though, just coupling with follow-up care too. Just finding those members of your healthcare team that really are there to help. And so often that really has been a neighborhood pharmacist too. Yeah. Right? Having that relationship with your pharmacist, with your team. I think that's important too. Sometimes even just hopping around doesn't help yourself either because all of a sudden you're re-explaining the whole entire situation. Then you're finding a new doctor, you're finding a new pharmacist. And it's nice to have those relationships. If only we could get you and myself, like some people to sit down list from scratch. Yes. <laughs> yes. That would be great. That would be very great. <laughs> You come in, you get all of your preventative screening yeah. and your tests and you can get you a cup of coffee or tea and exactly. have it be affordable. And all together. New business model. We can discuss that later. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So I think from what we've talked about, the take-home message is really take care of ourselves. Understand that this is a new recommendation. An important part of our preventative health care is really making sure we are up to date on our vaccines in particular this new to our age group but not new overall hepatitis b vaccine and that we can pretty easily obtain it by going to can you repeat the website happyketchup.com oh, so definitely encourage everyone to, to visit that and i guess one other question i would imagine our listeners may ask of potential side effects, what are the most common that you've seen or heard about? I think the typical vaccine, redness, soreness, the injection site pain is probably the biggest one, maybe fatigue, but those are pretty minor. Pretty minimal. Yeah. And for our allergy shot patients, we'll just say, hey, it's a little itchy, can put a little all over the counter hydrocortisone on there, a little ice pack. 
usually does the trick to help. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much, Pharmacist Susie. We are so excited to connect and to learn about all of this and encourage folks to take care of themselves. Definitely. Thanks again for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Appreciate it. Take care. Hey, everyone. I am going to ask you once again to go into Apple Podcasts and submit a review of the podcast for me. But first, I'm going to share a review from Dr. Lex Rx. Dr. Wada's unique perspective is amazing considering she's both an autoimmune patient and physician. Her experience, expertise, and insight make this podcast so valuable. Keep them coming. One other from Amanda Catherine. Wow, so informative. Thank you for bringing more attention to autoimmune diseases. Each podcast is so informative and well thought out. Very impressed with all that you do. Thank you so much, Dr. Lex Rx and Amanda Catherine. I really appreciate the feedback and the review. If you aren't subscribed yet, head over to drkarawada.com and in the upper right corner, you can hit the subscribe button. Thank you so much because Apple podcast reviews are one of the ways to increase how many people are able to access and see all of this education and information we're putting out into the world.